We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Actually, I mean, there's really a ton of ways to build a lineup, and I can't say any of them are wrong this week. There's a, this is definitely not a straightforward week, if you ask me. And it's purely because of salary limitations, not because the games are wide open. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. This is the MLS episode. We're heading into week 26 of the fall or of the season, week, what, like uh, four of the fall fantasy season. Um, Andrew Laird obviously isn't here tonight, so it's just me and Skylar holding things down. Um, we got a little bit of a weird week. There's one team on a double game week. It starts Wednesday, which is tomorrow uh, from from when we're taping it here. So we're in a little bit of a rush, busy weeks. Andrew's on vacation, but um, we're going to try and breeze through the games and give you the the valuable insight you need to know to put your teams together. Uh, quickly, Skylar, how'd you do last round? 
I did good. Um, relatively good. I guess before we jump in, man, where's the uh, where's the link to apply over at Rotowire for a full-time gig? Because isn't this like Andrew's second vacation in like two months or something <laughs> like that? I mean, living the life over there. Kick back on the beach with a cocktail, uh, leaving us to do the pods. So it's all good. I mean, we're, that's what we're here for. Um, we're going to bring some, hopefully bring some good stuff for week 26. But yeah, week 25 was... Pretty good. Ended up with 139 points. Um, had an LAFC heavy backline. I had Tyler Miller in goal, Jordan Harvey and uh, Danilo da Silva. Kind of a valued play from the LAFC backline. They got me a ton of points. Uh, Captain Vela. I mean, it wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. I think a lot of people went that route, so it didn't hurt me too bad. Um, had some Rooney and some Acosta sprinkled in. One. One move that I was, uh, you know, kicking myself after it went down was I had Pontius on the bench. He had two assists that first game, so started the week strong with 10 or 11 points. And I messed up my switcheroo. So um, how that happened might take a little bit of explaining to uh, to run through the whole thing. So I'll, I'll spare you from that. But I ended up with Russell Canoose from, uh, I don't know if that's how you say his last name, but Ended up in my lineup, had seven points, so, you know, it was like a four-point difference there. It, it didn't kill me too bad, but um, I did have Zlatan in my starting lineup, which uh, stung me a little bit. Again, I think a lot of people probably went that route, so it didn't hit me too hard, but I know you, I think I remember you faded Zlatan last week, which ended up being a pretty good call, um, probably the right the right call, if you didn't at least um, put him on your bench for a switcheroo scenario, so how was my yeah. week? How was yours? Uh, mine was okay. I ended up with 134. I think I'm up to 82nd overall in the fall season, which is okay. As long as I'm moving up every week, I'm pretty happy. But, um, yeah, it's just, some stuff went right. Some stuff didn't. I also had I had three LAFC defenders, but I had um, I went with Bingham in the switcheroo. I said I'm just going to see how they do in the second game. Um he ended up with three points, although I think at the time it was like six and the, the scoring was just all over the place this weekend, like with errors, but they ended up getting it solved. Um, but yeah, then I, was, I, I was pretty tilted when I saw that 23 by Pontius's name. <laughs> and Wayne actually had 11. I'm like, man, I just I yeah. really messed up royally this week and then and it dropped after, back down. Yeah, after all the games were over, they still had Wayne Rooney at 35, and I did like a double take. Like, I definitely didn't <laughs> captain him, right? And also, that's not an even number, so it's not even a captain thing, but it was bizarre. Yeah. Um, so goalie, I had to I swapped to Jimmy Maurer. I couldn't get a double double game week goalie because of salary. Um, Pretty good pivot there. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he got the clean sheets. So, but on my bench, I had. Ola Kamara had to come in with only seven points. That's pretty weak. I had uh, Kellen Acosta, the the field puker, who got sucked <laughs> off pretty yeah, early. You get, you, we found out you don't get fantasy points for Ralph and all over the field. <laughs> and I also had Jonathan Dos Santos, who got injured extremely early in his game. His the first of two. I was thinking he was going to be a nice little differential for me, get like a solid ten to twelve points, but um. That didn't work out too hot for me. So I also had the Vela captain all around just a, an okay week at 134, I feel like. Um, I'm really glad I, I went with that LAFC back line. But DC United worked out too, huh? You were all over them last week, and I think a lot of people, when DC had their clean sheet, they kind of caught up to where I was. Yeah, I mean, it's they 
what they had two home games so that's for me that's always a plus um they're kind of they got the momentum going for them they're i mean they're making a push towards the playoffs which at this point i mean i think they're in a pretty good spot to to make a late season push and then sneak into the playoffs so i think not really high on them this week at red bulls but i think they're a team to target um rest of the season i mean they've got a ton of home games to close the year out so yeah i mean guys like rooney Luciano Casa, even a guy like Kofi Apare is a guy that I've been um, sliding up the, the, the rankings for me when they have a good matchup because he's a guy that's starting to get playing time again. We saw some last season that he loves to get in the box on set pieces, and he got on the end of some this this past week. I was, he got pretty close. Um, I mean, he got a few shots off, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I like DC's options down the stretch for sure. Yeah, I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, I think it's a, a huge disappointment given the where they are in the standings right now. They have two games in hand on everybody, if not more. Um, they have four games in hand on sixth place Montreal, and they're only four points behind them. So I think the only way – or sorry, they're six points behind them. Um, yeah. The only way that they don't get in probably is if TFC really make a charge as well. Um Yep, sitting Javinko at at San Jose and getting a draw is not the way to for TFC to make a, a push <clears> to the playoffs. That was a little yeah. Little, well, he uh, must bizarre. be injured because he sat out the the midweek championship game as well, right? Well, so he uh, no he he uh, oh he played in yeah that. he was a big part of of that one and that was probably why I guess he rested out in California. He he did come off the bench um, at San Jose and. I think he earned an assist on their their equalizer, but still, like if you're making that push for a playoff spot, then I think yeah, you I have mean, to that, start from the get go. They could look back at those two points, and it could be crucial because, I mean, you can't you can't afford to drop too many more here. But fortunately for them, New England haven't won a game in uh, at least six here. They've lost five of six. I see on the the form table I'm looking at. So yeah, yeah not no. quite as bad as Chicago, who have lost six of six, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so all of this, uh, teams to target for fantasy, you know, and on the opposite end. I mean, teams teams that they're playing against, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I think this week we we start that off already, and why don't we jump in? The first game is Wednesday. It's the uh, the Hudson River Derby. New York City FC is hosting the Red Bulls. I believe we have some injuries for NYCFC. I think. Um, I saw Kayans, I saw Medina, and I also saw Castellanos. Yep, We're all going to be out. Uh, Matarita suspended with a red card. He picked one up this last week. So they're going to be missing some pieces. Um, I think the big players, you know, the, the Villas, the, the uh, Maxi Morales, I mean, those are really the two that jump out at me as far as any NYCFC pieces go. Um I don't know. I mean, I just I feel like we get to this spot with the Red Bulls uh, fairly often to where we just the matchup in itself kind of excludes a lot of players. I kind of feel like that's the case this week too. What do you think? Um, what do you mean exclude the matchup where NYCFC is playing the Red Bulls? So yeah, we don't I mean just like anybody, yeah. like whoever's playing the Red Bulls, it just feels like. That's it's like super clear, tough to play them, yeah. Yeah, it's just almost like just stay away because, I mean, of course, like via – it's a rivalry match. I mean, this is Heineken rivalry rivalry week. So we've got, you know, several 
rivalry <laughs> matchups to target, but it's like, you know, there's also these matchups that are there's a few that are really tough to to say which way they're going to go if they're going to be goal fest, if they're going to be really tight. This one I feel like is going to be tight, but I mean, you've got David Villa out there, you've got BWP out there like proven goal scorers, so you know anything could happen, but I mean just logically then you got to say like Red Bulls are pretty stout defensively. I'm pr- probably going to go with a better option. Then NYCFC, I agree. Yeah. Do you get paid uh, $5 every time you say Heineken rivalry week? <laughs> hey, I thought about employer. that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Heineken is not a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Red Bulls. Red Bulls are tough for me this week. Obviously, we want four of them. They're the only double game week. We've kind of been hammering that salary rise just so we can afford these double game week players. But I only went up 2.7 last week. Um, that's because it was a, a really pivotal double game week, I felt like, early in the year. So I wanted to try and just go for the points. Um, I think I'm still probably higher than most people at 112.6. But you and Andrew definitely caught up. So I I don't think I have as much salary as I would like. Um, And everybody from New York Red Bulls that I want to use is fairly expensive. So um, I guess we can start up top. Are are you definitely using BWP or is it a question mark for you? No, nah, it's absolutely got to lock them in. I mean, the the matchup at NYC isn't a great one, but home to DC, I mean, Red Bulls are in the supporter shield running. So I think that it's, you know, there's a chance that BWT, BWP gets on the score sheet at NYC, but I'm, I'm really targeting that DC game for him to produce. So, I, I, I mean, two games, I just, it's hard for me to avoid them at this spot. Yeah, something's telling me that it's just probably maybe smarter to take the safe points and then look at forwards in these other games with terrible defenses. Because BWP's 10.4 million. I'm pretty sure I want Yosef Martinez. I think it's like 2 million more. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm 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 going to try to get Yosef too. Yeah, just roster construction-wise, I don't know how I'm going to find all this money. Right, And, I mean, LAFC, I think, is another team we want to get attackers for. If someone wants to play Javinko, I wouldn't blame you at all. I think that's probably a a really good differential. Yeah, I love um, Javinko at home against Montreal. Yeah, and then Sporting Kansas City is home to Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, should I just go for defensive options here with the Red Bulls? Um, and then I look at that, and Kamar Lawrence is 8.3, and it's – Man, that's expensive. Aaron Long, 7.9. Luis Robles, 7.5. Yeah. Um, no, they're, they're pricey, man. I, I mean, I feel like BWP is actually relatively, not cheap, but like reasonably, reasonably priced. For me, I've got him ranked number one this week, obviously, with the DGW. But then you look at the three forwards I've got after him. Yosef uh, Martinez is 12.5. Javinko is 12. And then Ibrahimovic is 12, like, I think you could make a case for rostering all three of those guys. I mean, all four, I guess you could say, including BWP. But it feels like BWP's like, like I'd rather take the savings, throw him in, and then maybe try to find room for one more big guy. Like uh, uh, Joseph, I think, is in line to break the record this week at Orlando, who's just been awful and back. And then maybe, like, yeah, I mean, even a guy like uh, Diego Rubio or, or Gerso Fernandez at 6.7, like, that might yeah. be where you save some cash, but I feel like BWP, I mean, he's been producing not just goals, but he's been getting assists. I think I pointed out in that in my rankings over on MLSsoccer.com that he's hit the score sheet six straight starts, at least a goal or an assist. So 
not just scoring goals, but he's producing too. He had a nice assist this last weekend. I just don't see any way you can't have him in your lineup this week. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, you know I love BWP as much as anybody, but um, you're not at all concerned with a congested schedule coming up. I think they might have two games next week as well. You don't think they might sit him this week once? It's always a concern. I mean, on a double game, yeah. it's always a concern, but I feel like maybe there's a little little more incentive to play him, obviously, with the, the rivalry matchup. Like, I think he's probably locked in for that, and then... Just with the supporter shield race that I mentioned earlier, like DC at home feels like a game that they have to win if they want to. If that's really something that they're playing for, which I mean, that's you know, it's a pretty big prize MLS and an MLS standard. So I think that he starts both games. Maybe he comes off a little early if something's you know, if NYC happened to be beating him or something late in the game, he comes off and gets a little breather. And then yeah, same with the home home game against DC. They get an early lead and he comes off in like the 70th minute but I feel like he's he's I, I just I don't see anybody else for Red Bulls that can really uh do the job up there right now yeah yeah so I think uh we can move back to midfield there's Royer I think is your number one ranked uh midfielder I he's probably mine too just because I think he's he's probably the most likely person to take a, a penalty kick for them um and he's just scoring a more than Kaku is especially that those would be the two I'd compare right off the bat. But I mean, the other options, Tyler Adams, uh, or Zidkowski. Right. Um, I don't know. I think Royer is probably my favorite and midfield's my favorite position to take for this double game week. Cause they're the most likely to get consistent bonus points. They're not banking on a goal or a clean sheet. Um, I'm really thinking about taking two midfielders from Red Bulls if I can. Yeah, I mean, you look at their, you said it earlier, like the the defensive options are pretty pricey. Um, yeah, you might have a, a shot at that clean sheet in the D.C. game. I don't think they'll... they'll I don't even up. like that. Yeah, yeah I don't I mean, even like the clean sheet against D.C. D.C. are buzzing, they're pressing. They're, I mean, they're almost pressing similar, not as effectively as Red Bulls under Marsh. Right. But um, I, D.C. has a hop in their step, and I would not count on... Red Bulls to get a clean sheet in that one, and I doubt they're going to get one against NYC. So your banky, I think if you go defender, you either go for attacking points with Kamar Lawrence or bonus points with Aaron Long. But I'm not going with um, whoever replaces Mario in the first game because a they probably won't play the second game, yeah. and b they're not going to get a, a bunch of bonus points. I guess it's probably Connor Lade, right? Yeah, I think Connor Lade's probably probably in line. I mean, I. I put him in my rankings kind of on down the rung, mostly just like, you know, just in case he happens to start both games. I think he's locked right. in for the first, but I think Mario comes back for the second. Uh, but no, I mean, you're right. Like, I feel like the pricing kind of leads you to to feeling like maybe the way to go is like put maybe two got two midfielders in instead of defenders because the pricing's not too, too far off when you start looking at like, you know, uh, Kamar Lawrence is 8.3 million. Shaikowski from Red Bulls in the midfield is 8 million. And he's another one to kind of keep an eye on in the starting lineup because um, who was it that, was, uh, that started this last game for Red Bulls in the midfield? Um, I can't, uh, forgetting his name right now, but I don't think he's going to start both. It's uh, your boy. Uh, sorry, My boy. Guys. <laughs> Alex Mo- Mo- Moyle. 
Why is why is Moyle my boy? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you hyped him up at one point. Oh no, I don't. Uh, I don't really like him that much, to be honest. Well, he started this last game, so that's. I mean, and and Zajkowski wasn't even on the bench, so. I think last double game week, Arzadkowski uh, didn't play either. Both games, he yeah. played just one. Um, I mean, this could mean with him missing out this past weekend and and Moyle yeah, starting definitely. that maybe they've got plans for Zajkowski to play both this uh-huh. week. Yeah, I think we're just going to have to see the opening lineups and then take it from there because it's possible that some of the people that get rested get rested in the first game and maybe we have a, a little clearer of a picture. Um, so you you definitely have Robles locked in too, right? Even though we don't like his clean sheet chances. I mean, it's it's still two games. Man, I mean... It's tough because you could save a lot of money if you if you downgrade from Robles. Yeah, and it feels like there's some keepers out there that are like you can feel like there's like a really good chance at a clean sheet, like Tim Milia, home against Minnesota. I mean, they look lifeless without I don't know what Quintero's status is, but Minnesota were without Quintero this last weekend at Dallas, and their attack just looked punchless. So um, love Milia. I mean, same price, and yeah, I mean that would free up a, another spot for a Red Bull in the in the field. Um, I'm that not too, locked, yeah, yeah. I'm not locked in on Robles, but I mean, look, like I said, like I don't know how this NYC game is going to play out. I could see it being like two-two. I could see, I could see a, you know, several different scenarios. I mean, including zero-zero. Um, I hate hate for it to end up like that, but I mean, if that happens, and then Red Bulls at home against a DC team, which we've talked about, New York's congested schedule. Like DC's got a pretty congested schedule coming up too, so it's not unthinkable that they kind of just um, not mail it in for this one at New York, but kind of just uh, keep their keep their legs fresh, keep the rota- rotation fresh for the home games that they've they've kind of circled for uh, earning some points on down the, the stretch here. So I don't know, man. It's not unthinkable that Robles could reel off a couple of clean sheets. It's not unthinkable that he could have zero clean sheets like you said, but I'm, I'm not locked in on him just yet. I'm kind of trying to decide if I want that extra field player or if I feel like yeah. Robles is worth the worth the <laughs> roster spot. Yeah. The last the last thing I'll say about this Red Bulls game is I I would consider putting BWP on the bench if I play him. Just in case he comes up with a dud in the first game and then he doesn't play the second one. Um you probably do start him, but I I'm just mulling it around in my in my mind. Yeah. It all de- it all depends what other options I can afford. If I like a better switcheroo options for my bench, then take the two games, put it in your starting lineup because that makes that just makes the most probabilistic sense. But um, I don't know. For some reason, I just I don't love BWP this week. He's obviously my number one forward in my rankings because he plays two games yeah. and he scores a lot of goals. He gets a lot of assists. But um, I'm not as crazy about it as I usually would be with a. A double game week with just one team, obviously use their forward, but um, I just I look at that LAFC matchup and the Atlanta matchup, and I just want as many high priced players as I can get from those teams. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, anything else on the Red Bulls and no, NYCFC guys? Yeah, let's move on. Thursday, there's two games. We don't usually get those. Um, I guess Chicago Columbus is a rivalry. Probably I, not really but um, at least not lately. But um, 
really, I think uh, this is a game for the the home drones to to just avoid because I think Columbus is going to go out and take care of Chicago. They've been really bad lately, but that doesn't mean I'm really buying in on any Columbus players either. Um, I, I'm kind of just probably passing this one up altogether. Yeah, I think same here. I mean, it's um, there's one guy that jumped out on Columbus this past week that made his debut. It was uh, Opoku. He's four million. Um, not sure if he starts again. I mean, he didn't look great. Um, I think Miram would probably be better in his position. But I mean, I guess you know, for four million dollars in the midfield, then he might be somebody that you could stick on the bench just to save some cash and see what happens. I mean, it's the fire, so it's not like it's a terrible matchup if he if he's in the starting lineup. So. Um, other than that, man, I just, yeah, I can't really get on board. I know Zardes is still scoring goals. Um, Iguain's back. Santos is, is playing well, but still, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not huge. I'm playing anybody on the road, especially like you said, with all these other good matchups. So I think I'm probably going to stay away from this one altogether. All right. Nothing much to say about Chicago for me either. So I think we can blow right past that. We got the next. We got the Houston Dynamo hosting FC Dallas Thursday night. Um, man, Houston's been bad lately. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've lost five straight games. Yeah, they they used, they seem like the attack to target earlier on in the season, but I don't even have like Elise has kind of fallen off. Um, Kyoto's falling down the the ladder for me, so it's like I don't really know who, who from Houston that I. Like legitimately, legitimately, <laughs> legitimately look at and say, I want him in my lineup. Like maybe like when Senderos is is uh, making runs down the flank and like swinging balls into the box. You're like, <laughs> I don't know, but I don't love anybody from this game um, either. It's just it's one that I think I might stay away from too. I'm with you. I think Dallas is gonna gonna handle them, and if I could find some value with Dallas players, I'd probably take it i just don't see anything i love that jumps out in terms of like a good person to stick on the bench for dallas because their defense is expensive um yeah. what about orangui's did you see him this past week orangui's i think is very good and he was a couple of stats away from like earning some bonus points yeah. um he had two key passes he had um two interceptions two recoveries three shots was fouled once had one cross yeah he looked so, good out there yeah, 62 passes. I think he passed the eye test, and I think he's going to start passing the uh, the box score test soon as well. That was his first start. Yeah, it's um, hard to really uh, put too much in that first performance. But, hey, for $7.5 million, I mean, it's, it's yeah, the only problem is Yeah, the only problem is you might be looking at a price drop unless he has a good game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, despite the, the good outing that he had, then, yeah, he didn't. Didn't bring him like a, three a, points. Yeah, not a strong fancy haul, so not three good points for value he, at all. Three points and two of them were for playing time, and one was for a clean sheet. So he had like no uh, actual like points that he necessarily deserved. Right. No, he's, um, I mean he's he was exciting to watch. Though. I definitely yeah, he's good. I will we'll be talking about you know on down the stretch, but I agree. I think he's really good. Not sure if. Uh, I'm going to take that risk, even though the price looks really attractive. It does. Yeah, I agree that it does. So Figueroa had 15 points last week. He's five and a half million. So he's a, a defender. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate putting him on the bench. 
I probably just won't of the do value it. increase chance. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I I also think that Houston's been really bad, so I I wouldn't hate the clean sheet chance. Yeah. On the road. Um, but it's not ideal. There's yeah. many more better matchups this week, or not, maybe not many more, but like a, a, at least a handful. Well, yeah. So. When you get to the like maxing out four players per team, and you only need like three te- three matchups like that, so. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know, man. It feels like Houston's like just mailing it in since. They're in the Open Cup final. Um, that is in about a month. I mean, I know that they're not like resting guys already for that, but it feels like they're like, hey, we're we're gonna be playing for a trophy. Like, they know that they don't have a shot at MLS Cup or anything like that. So, it's like, crazy because they were like really in the playoff picture, yeah. like pretty safely in the playoff picture until this streak of terrible performances. Yeah. Now they're they're ten points out, and I don't, I can't envision them passing any of the the teams in the top seven, which is RSL, LA Galaxy, Portland, and Seattle. Above them, it's Dallas, LAFC, Sporting Kansas City. But, um, like, you could argue maybe Galaxy and Salt Lake hit, like, a really terrible patch, but I don't think that's going to happen. And if I had to say straight up Minnesota United or Houston, who's going to make it in, I mean, I'd put my money on Minnesota United. I don't think they're going to make it, but they've – been markedly better than Houston have lately. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as long as Cantero is healthy, then I think they could they could do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to, like I said. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just that's how Houston's been really bad. They extremely bad. Yep. On to Friday. Yeah. Um, so no one really jumps out, I guess, as switcheroo candidates for Thursday, unless it unless you can find a minimum value guy that jumps in, huh? Yeah, I just I don't see it happening. I mean, yeah. I guess these earlier games are the ones that you might want to get some switcheroo guys in if you can find them. But, I mean, there's yeah. like we said, there's games. There's a game Wednesday, two games Thursday, two games Friday. So you could really tinker with your lineup and get some good switcheroos set up if you, uh, if you spend some time on it. Yeah, this is the best week yet to try and spread them out. Like, you don't have to hammer the first Friday game or the first Saturday game because all the other ones are globbed together. And you're, you're not going to have any room to maneuver. This is nice and spread out. You can kind of pick the, the players you actually want to switch through. So it's going to be be nice. Yep. Now I think me. Friday has probably got two of the games that we're going to want to target. Oh, these games are the best. Through. Yeah. So we've got Orlando City, hosting Atlanta United. Joseph Martinez, if you've been and- hiding under a rock, just tied the single season goal record. He's got 27 goals with like nine games to go, something like that. Um, gonna shatter you, the record, and what better opponent to break the record against than the worst defense in MLS, Orlando City? You yeah, the worst, pretty much everything in MLS. Yeah, m- might be City. one of the worst defenses ever in MLS. So, <laughs> I mean, you already kind of said it. Like he's locked into your lineup, right? Like you've got the funds for it. What about? I mean, what about guys that are struggling with bankroll? Like, I know Ben Bear over at MLSsoccer.com actually said on their Periscope earlier that he's only got like. 104.5 million or something like how are you gonna find the wow, room for a joseph sad. martinez <laughs> okay so first of all let me preface this joseph martinez conversation by saying um i actually had to defend my high rankings of martinez earlier in the season when he was on the road because people were saying oh he never scores on the road look at his stats from last year he has obliterated teams on the road this year 
Um, I mean, you just look, quality players can still play well on the road. I think he scored in at least six straight road games. Um, so don't look at this game and say, oh, he's on the road against Orlando. I'm going to go for some home players instead. No, that's stupid. You have to play Yosef. <laughs> I mean, he's scoring at an immaculate rate. Atlanta's one of the best teams, and they're playing one of the worst teams. So don't go give me this home road garbage. Yeah, don't overthink exactly it. What, this is exactly what fires me up when people comment about always picking home players. I mean, I mean you, you know you're talking to one of the most like home homer fantasy player that there is. But, yeah, I even agree. Like, There's no reason to overthink it with, with Martinez in the spot. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I think he, he's pretty much locked in. I will do whatever I can to try and – like I'll adjust pretty much everyone else just to get Yosef in even if it's Bradley Wright Phillips. Wow. Um, I mean, you think he gets his goal and, like, that's it? Or you think he's going to demolish it, like, hat trick? I think, okay, if if you had, if you were a betting man, which I guess, I mean, you are, so if <laughs> <laughs> if you were betting on this this scenario, who would you pick? Bradley Wright Phillips' chances to get a hat trick this week or Yosef Martinez's chances to get a hat trick? And by, by Bradley Wright Phillips, I mean over two games get three goals total. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably actually lean Joseph. Same. I think BWP is good for a goal or two, for sure. Maybe an assist sprinkled in. Uh, I don't know about three goals out of him. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd actually look at this game and say, like, yeah, uh, Martinez could legit spring for a hat trick at Orlando. So Yeah, I don't, I don't want to sound extreme, but, like, every time I watch Orlando, it just it's abysmal. Yeah, he, well, and Martinez could have had a hat trick this last weekend too. He he was actually nice and sharing the <laughs> ball. He made a nice little layoff for Mar- for uh, Almiron to finish. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, he he can he's pretty much scoring at will these days. Yeah, he's and, and he's Orlando have have no hope. They really have nothing to play for, honestly. So, yep. Um, I think one other note from this game: Vialba is. I think he might be injured. I don't know why you would try to use him at nine and a half million this week. Um, really, the only other guy that jumps out is Al Marone at eleven point two, but I don't think I can afford that. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything on uh, Vialba unless I missed something this past weekend. He looked really good. He had a nice solo effort goal. Uh huh. Um, so I don't know if he if something came up after that, but yeah, I mean he's he looked good. I mean it's it's I guess it's for me it's more of a play on the Orlando defense and really like uh, Vialba has just been that good, even though he did look really good this past week, but I don't know, I guess something to, to consider if, if you've caught wind that he might have a, an injury or something. So, um, and yeah, Almiron, I mean, he's arguably one of the best mid, if not the best midfielders in the league. So playing against the worst defense in the league, if you've got the funds available, then I don't, I don't mind rolling him out this week. Yeah. You want to move on to the the next game then? Yeah, no, uh, no Orlando love for you. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Def- Question, Dom Dwyer. No Definitely no. not. I guess one thing uh, for this Atlanta game, if Georgia Bello plays, uh, I guess he's what a left back. If he jumps in for some reason, they're starting to be been hyping him a little bit. He's a a teenage fullback. I, I would put him on the bench if he plays and just hope for the clean sheet. He can't go down in price. Um, 
So I I would just keep an eye out on that. Okay. I think. I mean, you always got to keep an eye out for those min price guys. So. Yeah, and I, Bellow I think is gonna be really good. So. I like it. Um, okay, yeah. So, El Trafico. Yeah, El Trafico. Um, the only thing I have for the Galaxy is, I mean, they got crushed by Seattle last week because they were missing Dos Santos. They didn't have Ibra. Um, missing just, Dos Santos times two. Well, one of them's not really a loss, but one of them is <laughs> a, an enormous loss. Yep. Um, Alessandrini's still out. Right. So um, I think LAFC is going to score a bunch of goals, but the the Galaxy side of things is, do you play Zlatan? Right. He's that's a tough one for me. I mean, you gotta you gotta imagine he's going to be up for it. Um, LA have come out and said like this is a must win for him. I think there's some press going around that um, Legit came out and said that this is pretty much a must win game for him. So you know it's a rivalry game, that kind of thing. And yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta look to the guys that are paid the big bucks here and paid to perform. And I think Zlatan's shown like his debut against LAFC. Then he, uh, he, yeah, he, he's capable of both scoring games. a hat trick here. Yeah, both games against LAFC. Yep. Yeah. He's definitely, I mean, he's the type of guy that could come through with two, three goals and you won't be surprised about it. But yeah, it's for me, it's just, it's tough. We already mentioned BOBP. We already said Joseph's in and I like Javinko a little bit more than Ibrahimovic this week. Totally agree. How many attacking? I, so I, you probably not, aren't going to take defenders from LAFC. Is that correct? I don't know. It's not like maybe one. Yeah, like Simon still kind of is a guy that I'm. That's okay, always on my radar. Expensive. Yeah, he's expensive. He's seven point three, so he's actually uh, a little cheaper than some of the like the Red Bulls options and uh-huh. some, even some of the Sporting Kansas City options, which they're they're my next in line after Red Bulls for me. But Simon's still, I mean, he's still getting forward on some of their free kicks right outside the 18 and still still taking some of those. So not that you can always count on the the random goal off a free kick, but, you know, you're giving yourself that chance just in case. And a rivalry game like this that could have some goals in it, then, yeah, I like Simon. Um, he's probably not going to end up in my lineup, but he's still on my radar. Yeah. If anyone, I think I'd go Harvey at $5 million. He just had... An 11-point game and an 8-point game, um, he's definitely rising in price. So if that's a guy you slap on the bench and hope that uh, LAFC just control the game, as I think they might be able to, then I think Harvey's, a, for me, an easier call. It just depends how many defenders you have that you want to play ahead of him. Yeah. Um, so attacking-wise, I think maybe two guys from LAFC, if you can f- squeeze in the their prices. I think Christian Ramirez is pretty cheap, and he had a pretty good week. He's eight eight point seven. Lee Wynn is eight point four. He had a goal as well. Yeah. Um, Rossi's playing better. Not better, but finally, you know. He well, he has Vela back. Slump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vela's back, so he's he's actually producing. Um, Vela's actually. I was looking at when I was doing my rankings. Vela's actually really cheap, relatively cheap for what he can. Yeah, because he dropped on price on me last week. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't fun, but it was pretty much everybody took that same hit. So yeah, no loss, no gain there. But yeah, I mean, Vela at nine point eight million looks like a steal for me. I mean, same with even like David Villa. I know that the matchup against Red Bulls isn't the best, but like those two guys for 
two or three million less than some of the guys like Joseph and Javinko Ibrahimovic. Like that sticks out to me. So yeah, I, I guess Vale is probably in for for me. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Because I mean, like we said, we always got we are already got into the Martinez VWP. Yeah, it's like, where are we going to find that room? And then we want, we we want that ex- yeah. we might want that exposure to the Sporting Kansas City attack. Like we'll that's why if. If if whatever that Columbus guy you said that's four point million four point oh if he somehow plays I I would strongly consider putting him in just so I could fit all these other people. Yeah, like, at least like stick him on your bench and see. Yeah, what exactly. And you, like, I mean, four points. I mean, make, it, whatever. Maybe if you put three in. scrubs on your bench, like one of them's bound to get like four to five points probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I I love this matchup for LAFC. Their attack is. Probably twice as good as Seattle's, and Seattle just made the Galaxy look foolish last week. Oh, it could have been seven or eight. Way years. worse. Oh my gosh, it could have been worse. Yeah. Uh, Every time I looked up, I was actually um, at a restaurant that had soccer on. Every time I looked up, there was another goal going in. It was. I watched more celebrating than I watched actual soccer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. Uh... It's going to be, I think for me, I'm already, I've already decided I'm probably going to fade Ibrahimovic just because I like the guys yeah. in that price range more than him. Vela from this matchup might make his way in my, into my lineup. Ramirez, you mentioned him. He did have a good week. I think he's going to be, I think that was a great pickup for LAFC. I'm kind of wondering if uh, Dio gets back in the mix. So he's back in, uh, he's back uh, playing yeah, that's, again. And that's so, something we have to think about is that. They're probably always going to sub their forward out early because they just have so many of them now. Yeah, and it's so like, it's. I feel like Dio is probably the starter, like the default starter, and maybe Ramirez when or when Dio's healthy, like he's the default starter, yeah, and then Ramirez. I agree. I think. The, so. I think that's. I think that's how it should be because I think Ramirez coming on is a, a little more of a boost, and Dio can really grind the center backs down for for sixty to seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not. You're probably not getting ninety minutes out of them that often, unless LAFC are, are losing. Right. And then they'll they'll put Ramirez on for a, a mid or a fullback or something. But um, yep. it's just one little thing to think about as we move forward. I think. Yep. So probably staying away from those, at least those two guys for me, just with the uncertainty surrounding them. But yeah, I mean, I think whichever one of them starts is is in a good spot though, just in a one off. Yep. All right, this the ne- the next game on Saturday, the first one of the night, is actually one that I I like quite a bit as well. It's Philadelphia hosting the Revolution. Um, Philly's been really good lately. Four wins in six. I think they passed the eye test. They're more organized each and every week. And um, I, I think they're a pretty safe bet to make the playoffs, honestly. And I think they could really handle New England here. The, the big question is, do you take Dechal? He's up to $10.4 million, and you have to sacrifice a flashier name if you want to get him in your lineup. Yeah, I think he's probably the guy that I would look to first from Philly. Um, they've got a few options that look in, intriguing. Um, he's the one that jumps out at me. Even on defense, like I like Keegan Rosenberry, 6.6. I mean, he's been... Pretty good lately. I mean, not like blowing it out fantasy wise, but he's been good for the team. I mean, he's been doing decent fantasy wise too. So six point six million is a pretty, pretty good uh, price point, I'd say. 
um, in a good matchup like this. So I like uh, like those two. And then up top, Corey Burke's actually been finishing some chances, and he's only 7.8 million. So there's definitely some options there. I think what it's going to come down to for me is like you know we already mentioned some of the cheaper SKC guys, and I feel like those. Even though Philly's in a in a good matchup too, I feel like SKC at home against Minnesota is probably going to end up trumping any any Philly players out of my lineup. Uh huh. That makes sense. Yeah, I think Elliott's one that um might be a good play. He's five point three million. He had that one game recently where he scored two goals. <laughs> um, Let's get another Jack Elliott center back brace. What's that? I mean, it's center it's probably been scoring goals lately. Yeah. Watson yeah. just had a brace. His annual brace. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, 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 Chad Marshall's back in the goals, so he always sneaks up on one. But you can never predict when he's going to get one. He just kind of pops up out of nowhere, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Elliot's pretty much guaranteed to rise in price, right? At this point, I think so. Yeah, five point yeah. three million too. I mean, you could stick him uh, if you want to roll a switch on the bench. If you want. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's probably where I'd look. Burks, Burks, an all right call, maybe not with all this other firepower on the slate, but um, I wouldn't hate doubling up on Philadelphia defense, whether it's Andre Blake, 5.7 in goal, Ray Gaddis, 5.8, or like you said, Rosenberry a little bit more, but sometimes he uh, he's worth the, the premium price. So I like that matchup a lot. I, I wouldn't really look to anybody from New England. It's not that the options are terrible, but um, no reason to kind of dig that far down. Yeah, New England just hasn't looked the same recently. I mean, they didn't, uh, even at D.C., I was actually expecting a fantasy point field game there. I loaded up on that game in, in uh, DFS, and yeah, New England was a big letdown. I mean, they weren't pressing like we've seen them do most of the season. Um, something's going on there, not really sure, but yeah, it's something uh, something to stay away from for fantasy purposes, so. Definitely. You want to move on to the next one here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Toronto hosting Montreal. And this is actually a must-win game. This isn't like a liar LA Galaxy must-win game when they're pretty much extremely close to... uh, They're one point behind Real Salt Lake with the same amount of games played and a better goal differential. So LA Galaxy, not a must-win game. TFC, definitely a must-win game. Um. I, I don't see any way they lose this to Montreal. Yeah, it would Montreal's be in a, extremely in a, embarrassing. They're in a playoff race of their own, but yeah, this is, I think, all signs point to Toronto FC. I mean, they've already locked up the Canadian Championship, so you don't have to factor in like any kind of rest factor or anything like that anymore. So, I mean, I love it for guys like Javinko, Osorio, even though Osorio's price has skyrocketed, like, no way I'm going to roster him at that price. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what they were thinking when they left Shallowy at five and a half and Osorio got bumped up to $10 million. Yeah, if Shallowy is not already in your lineup as a midfielder, then go ahead and, and click that add player button. But no, Osorio, I mean, he's had a great season. Um, but yeah, He's just, a good player, but not a fantasy player. Yeah, not not an $11.4 million player. I mean, he's more expensive than Miguel Almiron. <laughs> If Osorio was eight million, he still wouldn't even really be on my radar this week. Yeah, eight million would definitely be a little bit more palatable for sure. Yeah, like but... seven million, he's probably in. Eight yeah. million, I don't even think I'd be thinking about it because 
I just want goals, and his goals are unpredictable. I mean, it seems like he's more of a big game kind of player. Like um, Champions League, it seemed like is when he was popping up with them the most in the playoffs. Um, but right now, I don't know. I mean, he's fine, but when you have all these other options, no need. Especially when you have TFC's leading score from last week. Uh, is it Luca Jansen? Lucas Jansen. Yeah, Lucas Jansen, which um, I'm just I'm kind of unsure how to how to approach him because you've got uh, I guess Javinko didn't start this last game, so does Javinko come in for him? Uh, I guess Jordan Hamilton started last game. I mean, I would imagine it might be Hamilton that Javinko comes in for, but one of those guys isn't going to start, so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Jansen scored on his debut, so there's that. Yeah, he weighs 148 pounds, and he's five foot seven. I I think I'm going to wait and watch another game or two of his before I'm really buying in over all these other forward options we have this week. Dropping the the meaty the meaty facts right there. Wait, <laughs> the Google facts. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Um, no, I think for me, yeah, it's pretty clear that Jivinko's the the guy to target from this game. I was shocked that he didn't start this last weekend. Just like I said, with Toronto FC kind of with their backs against the wall, but I, I don't see any way that he's not in the lineup here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to find a way to get him into my lineup. I know we've already have already pretty much settled on BWP and Joseph Martinez, so adding another <laughs> $12 million forward, I just I don't know how I can make that work. Right now I think I've actually, in my initial build, I've got Diego Rubio in, and that might even turn into uh, Gerso Fernandez because he's been that good and he's cheap, so I don't know. It's going to be uh, kind of a game-time call. I mean, I might actually end up like you and, and maybe even consider using another Red Bulls option instead of BWP. Yeah, it would be great if BWP just didn't start on Wednesday. That would make our lives <laughs> yeah. so easy. Um, I don't know. I think a daily fantasy note for this game if you're playing a, a big GPP at some mythical website that probably doesn't exist that because I don't think there's probably any big GPPs. <laughs> but um, I would really like Evan Bush in this game because if, if Montreal somehow gets up a goal, Toronto are going to be shooting a ton. Yeah. And it, theoretically, he would get a ton of saves. Yeah, but, I think uh, he lead, leads the league in saves. Yeah, he, he already gets shot on a ton, right. let alone this extraordinary situation on top of it. But um, You know he's going to be min-price. Probably. I would think so. Um, yeah, no one else really interests me from Montreal. At their price in uh, season-long MLS, Tider and Piotti are both above 10. Um, their new defender, Bakri Sonia, is 5.5. I don't know. Not nothing special there for me. And the next game is is really juicy, so we can probably move on. Yeah, I guess just real quick talking about the Montreal defensive options. I mean, what do you make of? I think I mentioned to Andrew something about Justin Morrow's decline this year, and it, I mean he's still a guy that's on my radar just because we know what he's capable of. But I mean he's just been he hasn't been producing. Yeah, it's really hard when you start the year with an injury. And especially then when your team struggles and maybe he came back too soon, it's it's probably something he's just going to deal with all year. Right. I mean, a lot a lot of times I don't think we think about that. Yeah. Um, but it's, I would expect him to come back pretty rejuvenated next season. Yeah. Um, 
he's kind of ties in good i was just saying he still feels like a little bit of a wild card for me like not a guy that i'm gonna play like in a cash lineup or like even uh, even even in like season long like but he still feels like a guy that could turn up you know score a goal or two like we know he's capable of. oh yeah well even when he first came back he instantly made that team look better when he subbed on um i don't know i think it's as much the the team around him as it is morrow yep i I just think they're they're all a little dysfunctional right now but yeah i keep holding out hope because the last year's team was so much fun and so dominant and ah yeah we'll see it would be different it'd be really fun if they could kind of play spoiler here getting into the playoffs and all these other teams that people have been talking about all season would then have to go up against the sixth seed Toronto FC. That would be hey. very entertaining. I'm not saying I would want TFC to win, but it would, it would add a, a nice wrinkle into the MLS playoffs. Yeah. And that, uh, that $6 futures bet for Toronto FC to win MLS Cup uh, that I made. Yeah, what their odds go to? Like 50 to 1? Yeah, like I think I'm going to get 600 bucks or something if, <laughs> if that hits. So. <laughs> that, we'll that was absurd. That was just like, what, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it was about yeah, their a week odds, ago. Their odds dropped down to 50 to 1. They still definitely were in the mathematical chase for the playoffs. Yeah. And then once you get in, I mean, that team could be as good as anybody if they're healthy. Oh, yeah. Once you get in, we've seen it before. Once you get into MLS Cup playoffs, anything can happen. So, Yeah. Although the the one thing is they might sell Josie Altidore, it sounds like. so. Hmm. Seems like there's some rumors that uh, before some of these European deadlines close, um, some teams are interested. So oh, yeah. considering he gets a red card, like at the dumbest possible moments <laughs> all the time, uh, TFC is only going to have him for a few more games anyway. So That's true. Yeah. All right. Sporting Kansas City hosting Minnesota United half an hour after this last game we talked about. Um, another forward like Christian Ramirez is kind of cheap is Diego Rubio, 8.2. I don't. I still don't trust it, but he's playing really well, and he's scoring. Yeah, anytime you say Diego Rubio, it's hard to say like he's, uh, he's a must-have, but, man, he's been good. Two goals this last week. Um, five shots. I think he's hit the score sheet in, let's see, four straight or five straight. So, Jeez. Yeah, so, I mean, not, like, not goals, but at least uh, an assist. Um, yeah, I mean, he's producing, but, I mean, right next to him, you've got Gerso Fernandez, who's also kind of stepped up recently. Um, he's producing. He's playing 90 minutes. So... I don't know. I mean, it's the matchup is there for us. Like, it's just a matter of, you know, where you're going to plant your flag. Um, Gerso's a little bit cheaper than Rubio. You've got Rubio is... Let's see, we've got Rubio at 8.2. Gerso's 6.7. I mean, for me, I might actually take the savings if it comes down to it. Just because I feel like Gerso's got the ability to, to produce equally produce as much as Rubio or out, outdo him so I don't know I mean it's it's like with both of those guys it's hard to really say like man I love that guy this week but it's yeah. at home against Minnesota so and they're both reasonably priced yeah I don't foresee myself taking either of them but I, I definitely see what you're saying yeah so the- I think for me a big question mark is if um Johnny Russell starts. Uh, ranked him this week as if he will start. He's been coming off the bench. He scored a goal off the bench this last week. 
and you know he's, it feels like he's back from his injury so it feels like this is a good spot for him to work his way back into the starting lineup but it would probably be the expensive maybe a guy like Diego Rubio or maybe uh probably Gerso yeah or Gutierrez has been starting so I could see maybe yeah, um, Russell bumping him out really in like the 10 type of role it know. wouldn't be the wing for Gerso or Shallowy. Yeah. It would definitely be the wing for Gerso or Shallowy. Yeah, it would probably be for Gerso, but Gerso's just been. He, uh, yeah. It's hard Thing to is, say Gerso's, this, but he's been he's been that good for him recently. His his speed off the bench is just would be really valuable. So I don't think Peter Vermees is going to hate having to pull Gerso back onto yeah. the bench. Something um, to watch. I mean, Johnny Russell at nine point one at home against Minnesota, like that's that's enticing for me. Yeah. Would in the early season we would have played that for sure, but now I think I I kind of want to see it to believe it again with Johnny Russell because we're not grasping at straws to to find plays this week. Um, so I don't know nine point one. That's a lot. When Lee wins eight point four, um, I don't know. Gutierrez intrigues me a little bit. Seven point six million. Yeah, no, it's I think for me then Salloway is the Salloway is the guy that is pretty much locked in and so then at that point then you're like do you really want to invest in two skc midfielders like i definitely yeah that's a bad yeah i don't don't think that's a bad strategy at all this week but it's like you know for me if russell's in then it might be russell next to shallowy but yeah i mean gutierrez could be that that guy too that springs up with a big game yeah how about defense i mean i i think we'd love to get some defenders from this game but i don't know if we can afford it based on like every everyone we want are we really going to invest nine million in Zusi? i am i mean i think i'm gonna invest in him and that's about it because beasler's 8.5 opara's 8.5 but i mean you look at those guys bonus point production lately i mean that's off the charts like beasler especially has been crazy crazy i don't good. understand how you're gonna afford him <laughs> Zusi. Uh, let's get Opoku starting for the crew again. Um, you need like two, Jack Elliott you on need the bench. two Opokus, yeah. Yeah, we'll throw Jack Elliott in there. I might end up with uh, Shane O'Neill with his uh, his funny headshot sitting on my bench again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, Johan Kappelhoff, we didn't mention him. He's 4.2. I mean, he's a starting center back for, uh, for Chicago, or potentially starting center back. There's going to be guys that you can throw in that, you can work these big guys in, but yeah, it's not going to be, it's not a matter of like which two guys you're going to pick. Like it's which one sporting Kansas city guy can you work in for me? It's Zussi just still based on the, the attacking upside combined with a clean sheet potential. It's just too good. I mean, he's still taking most of their set pieces. Um, still getting forward, taking shots and stuff in open play. So I, I love Zussi this week. I want to find a way to work him in. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to consider it, and I'm gonna try. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to, in terms of salary. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, you gotta you definitely gotta work the values this week. Like yeah. uh, we've already mentioned a few, like the shallowies, like feels like a a lock button for me. Um, Zeusy's probably a situation where you have to hit one of your switcheroos early, and then you know you don't need to waste another salary, so you can. You can minimize someone at 4.0 and then bump up a defender to Zussi. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, again, it's like for 
for what you're paying, like you're expecting ten points pretty much. Like that's that I mean you're not expecting it, but like that's what you're paying that nine million for is is hopefully to at least get that ten point production, whether it comes from like a clean sheet and assist or a goal and a couple of bonus points, but definitely feels like Beasler and Opar are like the safer plays of the group. And then maybe Zussi just the bigger upside play if you want to pay that like extra 500000 So I think for me it's still Zussi. I've been pretty big on him all year. He yeah. I mean, he's, he's had his it, ups and downs, but it still feels like he's got the most potential out of the group. If you're going that high, you have to just pay extra for Zussi. Yeah. Like if there's no reason to use Opari or Beasler, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Next game. Yeah, I mean, I guess nothing to talk about Minnesota-wise. We mentioned uh, Quintero's, uh I don't know what his status is right now. He may play, he may not, but either way, it's not a great matchup for him, so I'm staying away. Yeah, there's better options. I mean, as amazing as he's been, I think there's definitely just other places to go this week. Yep. All right, Colorado hosting RSL, one of the probably more underrated rivalries in Major League Soccer. But is there anyone that, that actually interests you from either of these teams, apart from uh, Rusnak scoring that phenomenal goal last week? Um, I don't really – I don't see anything jump out. I know you probably love Plata. Um, <laughs> no, I, you'd be surprised. I've got Rusnak ahead of him this week. So Rusnak actually, I mean, stepped up. He came off the bench. Um and yeah, I mean he he was electric. He scored two goals. He took that PK at the end. So it feels like maybe he's. I don't know. I mean, it's I don't love playing on the road, but it's at Colorado, so it's like I can ignore the road factor. And I like Rusnak a little bit more, but I'd say even besides that, like I might opt for Kellen Acosta at that same price instead of Rusnak. I don't know. That's a close Man, one for me. Yeah. I'm just looking at your rankings now, and you would play Jonathan Astorio before Rusnak? Yeah. You have five yeah, spots. Man. In that home game at, against Montreal? Ugh. You would play Tajori yes. Shradi and Vako above Rusnak? Yeah, I mean, Rusnak this past game was, like, really one of his better games. I don't know. I'm, I don't have his box score pull up, but, like, he just hasn't really been putting in the production. vako has been... Vaca's been good. I mean, he hasn't been scoring, but he's been really good. Um, he's still been getting like five or six points without the goals or assists. So I think you think he's in a good spot. I, mean, I guess we'll get to that game. And I think he's a pretty good spot against uh, Vancouver at home. Tajiri yeah. Shradi, he's kind of, uh, I don't know, he's kind of stepped up in the NYC attack scoring goals. And yeah, I mean, Osorio's like, yeah, he's hit or miss, but he's scoring goals this season. Um, and that's a good good another good spot for him to get him so all right yeah I, there's no point in having a huge debate because i don't think either of us are using rusnak and neither of us are using asorio um probably neither of us are using tajori shradi or vako for that matter <laughs> no nah, so. yeah i mean once you get down to that like 15 to 20 ish range you could probably make a case for well if they were cheap a little bit more. Yeah. yeah if they were cheap then yeah we could definitely debate them but um just not worth it because we're not going to use them no, so yeah it's i mean this, it's worth pointing out like who might who might be 
why they might be in a good spot and yeah sure this and that but yeah it's once you get down to it i mean unless you really are trying to be different then there's no no need to really dig too deep on some of these guys yeah, like uh, RSL, I could see using like Corey Baird if you wanted to play a really cheap forward in a switcheroo spot, five million. I could see uh, Bofo Saucedo, five million. He's been very good, not just last game, but pretty much every time he steps on the field, I think he looks fairly electric for a young player. I mean, I'd love to see him get consistent minutes, and it looks like that's what he's trending towards. Um, nine points last week at five million. He's probably four and a half last million if I had to. Oh, no, he didn't move despite scoring nine points. That makes sense. Anyway. Yeah, he's a good value. I take a, a look at him. Up, but I'm assuming some sub appearances really knocked his price formula off kilter. Yeah, his minutes have been kind of spotty, but I mean, it feels like Colorado 2 has been um, a little bit different setup lately. I don't know. I still think RSL can do some damage against them, but um, it's hard to envision any of their guys in my lineup this week. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado on their side, I mean, Kellen Acosta's up to $9 million. That's pretty much the the range where I'm going to start pretty much not playing him unless it's a great matchup. Yeah. I mean, I'd say for me, then maybe like an Edgar Castillo defensive option. He's 7.5. Um, he's a guy that gets up and down that wing. If, yeah, if you can afford Edgar Castillo, you're doing something really wrong in, <laughs> in terms of lineup construction because you should be spending all that money on, on other players. Yeah, no, he's he's not he's not in my lineup, but he's a guy that, I'd say, probably intrigues me the most out of the Colorado options. Yeah, for Daily Fantasy, probably he would be a, a really intriguing play. So, no Tim for you? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm okay. done with that game, if you're done. Yep, I'm done. San Jose hosts Vancouver in another garbage game. I guess this is another rivalry, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, it's that's a hard one for me to read because it feels like Vancouver could... feels like Vancouver could put some goals past San Jose. I mean, San Jose leaking goals... Um, and then, yeah, it feels like San Jose, too, could... I mean, they're at home. I don't know. I don't know how to read this game, but I feel like there could be some goals in it. And, just, I mean, where do, you, where do you go for fantasy purposes? Like I mentioned, Vaco, he's been good, but not great. Um, Vancouver, you never really know, like, which player from their attack to invest in. So, yeah, I'm staying away for fantasy this week. Yeah, Vancouver have 10 goals in their last four games. I think they have two or more. Every single one. Um, San Jose's not that good defensively. Um, I do like Kashia a lot, but I don't think he can kind of solidify the defense as quickly or as much as, as we would need him to. So for me, San Jose's at home. I don't really love anyone on their team. Vancouver. If this were Vancouver at home, I think I would consider a player or two, like a cheap player, but... Nothing really there that I love either. So unless you want the guaranteed price rise at six point one from Kendall Waston. Yeah, then I was I gonna think... say maybe Waston at home, like give me all of that, but I don't know, all yeah. the road at San Jose. Yeah, I think we just look past this game personally. 
Although they do, now that we say that, they do play, it looks like a home and away, they do play San Jose in week 27 at home. So there you go. All right. Very nice. We can uh, check back in. But then Watson will be 0.5 higher. And, and he'll probably be suspended from his red card. So. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Also true. And even the goalies are, aren't particularly – they're not like minimum price cheap like you would hope they would be this game. So Marinovic, 5.1, and um, Tarbell is 6.4, which is crazy to me. Yeah, not going there. Nope. If he was like four and a half, I'd really consider it, but in a switcheroo. Um, but he's not. No. So On anything else? About that? Yeah. No. So we have we have Red Bulls DC. Um, I'm not really considering anybody from DC. Are you? They they've been really good lately, and they were like the stars of the last double game week. They'll be more rested than New York, but they are on the road. Red Bulls are just a really good team, and I think there's better options. So for for me. I, I'm not tempted to go with Rooney. I'm not tempted to go with Acosta, um, Luciano Acosta. That is. Yeah, so, no, I'm, I don't I'm know. with you. I mean, I yeah, actually, uh, I was about to say struggled with that when when I was ranking players, but I really didn't struggle that that much because yeah, it's not a good spot for DC. I actually didn't even, and and that was one player that I was trying to work into my midfielder rankings, but Luciano Acosta is like on the bubble top 30 this week for me as he's as, also a terrible it's a terrible matchup for yeah, him yeah it's a terrible matchup you're you've got tyler adams and uh sean davis in the midfield shutting things down i just yeah i don't i don't feel like he's gonna be have much space to operate and i just as good as he's been then i feel like this is probably a, a letdown spot for him so um, he's one that I'm staying away from. Rooney, it feels like he might be the only guy from D.C. if he starts um, that has a chance to do anything good. And it's uh, like we said at the top of the show against NYCFC, like I just try to avoid players that are playing the Red Bulls because their defense has been that good. So I'm staying away from Rooney this week. Um, give me all the Rooney at home, but not this week. Yeah. All right, so we end the week on a pretty bright spot. It's Portland hosting Seattle. Both of these teams, I think, are pretty even right about now in terms of their form. Maybe even a slight edge to Seattle, but Portland have been much better overall this yeah, season. Portland have kind though, of hit a wall, but yeah, I'd say in general, then yeah, Portland have been the better team. Yeah, Portland really had a tough road trip here at D.C. and then at SKC. Um, I think they lost by a combined 7-1. to one. Before that, they lost to Vancouver 2-1. to one. Um, Seattle, meanwhile, have won, it looks like, six in a row. Um, Something like that, just reeling them off. Yeah. So... Rivera's been phenomenal. Rui Diaz has been really good, obviously. Yes, Rui Diaz. I, can't, I mean, that guy's about to start scoring a ton of goals, so I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't scored more than he has. But, yeah, I mean, that was... Somebody I felt like could have had a hat trick against the Galaxy, so I anyone could have had a hat trick against <laughs> yeah, the Galaxy. True. But um, true. Will Bruin could have had a hat trick against the Galaxy. He certainly could have. So it, even Harry Ship has been playing really well lately. He has two games in the last month with a where he got a goal and an assist in the same game. One of them was this last game. One of them was against NYCFC. Um and he's only seven million. 
I'm not playing him um, because I have an extreme bias against Harry Ship <laughs> as, a, as a fantasy player, not really as a real-life player. But um, right. I don't know. I think Seattle guys are a little pricey for on the road to Portland. Yeah. Um, I just don't see a scenario where I play any of them unless a an extreme value pops up that I and I need to get someone in instead of a dummy spot in my lineup. Right. Um, if all your switcheroo options flop, then I mean, yeah, throw Alex rolled on at four million in, or I don't know, I Waylon Francis or Jordan McCrary if they somehow get in. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only scenario I could see myself playing anybody from this game. I mean, it's it's another one of those rivalry matches where I'm like, it's, I mean, it could go, there could be goals or it could go 0-0. Like, I don't, I mean, there haven't been that many 0-0 games this season, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like both these teams are capable of shutting it down and not, not seeing too many goals. Yeah, but you would it. never... You'd never think that there's going to be a clean sheet for either of these teams. I mean, they yeah. both do have good defenses, but they both have an, enough in the attack that I would say that it's going to be at least a one goal on each side. Yeah, no, I'd envision a one-one before um, two clean sheets, but that's what I'm saying. Just it's it's a hard read for me, so I just I don't know if I want to invest in a guy like Valeri, who's a huge letdown. I think he's going to be pretty lo- pretty low owned based on his previous week. Yeah, a definitely. Lot of people had him four points, uh, pretty big. Which bust. I mean, don't don't fall for this recency bias garbage, if you're listening. But it's also just not a good matchup, so that's yeah. why we're not playing. Yeah, him. that's not, where I was going more than anything. Yeah, not because his recent games were bad. No, wise. I mean, those were two tough road games. He's going to be fine, especially when he gets back home. But this probably isn't the match for that. Yeah, just another one of those. Like even with like I was saying against the Red Bulls, how I try to avoid guys. I mean, there's like a cluster of teams. I'd say it's like Seattle, Portland, Red Bulls, and Dallas. I mean, maybe NYC. I mean, there's there's some teams in certain spots that I just don't love playing yeah. other guys against for fantasy purposes. And, like, both these teams fit the bill. Um, and so it feels like they kind of offset each other for, for me. So, yeah, I mean, like, unless, like you said, like you find yourself in a – spot at the end of the week where like you've got one switcheroo guy one one dummy player still in your lineup your switcheroos have all been bust and there happens to be a guy that fits in your price range that's in the starting lineup then yeah go for it but other than that i don't think i'm going to try to make room for like the ladero as good as he's been or, or valeri yeah. yeah if i had to pick someone it would be valeri or rui diaz from this game but i'm not not going to play either of them yeah same i'd, I'd probably go ladero over Valeri here, but you, I mean, obviously, a case could be made for either. They've been whoa. Switching. He's on the road. He's on the road. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm switching. <laughs> up. Thanks for the reminder. All right. Um, yeah, captain? I think this this week. Oh, captain. Uh, go there. Red Bulls or yeah. Joseph? Uh, probably Red Bulls. Probably. I'm really tempted to say Royer, but even Royer's a rotation risk. That's why, that's why Red Bulls scare me because pretty much everyone's a rotation risk. Yeah. Um, I feel like BWP is going to be like the. That's consensus. another reason. That's a kind of another reason for me to consider fading him. Yeah. But it's. I mean, that's dangerous, obviously. So I don't know. Yeah. Game time decisions. I think. Yeah, I think there's really good clean sheet options this week. So I think it's going to be worth paying for them. 
And if that means I have to sacrifice BWP, who, yes, he's my number one forward, but I also think his ceiling is kind of limited this week. Like, two goals, two assists, sure, which would be a great week. But yeah, Give me all of that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really probable that he's like a more like one goal, maybe an, adds an assist. Mm-hmm. And that's like the most likely scenario. And he doesn't get that many peripheral bonus points. He's it's not like he shoots in large quantities either. Yeah. So f- for me, he's super fadeable. Yeah, I, I mean, all those are good points. I think for me, it's going to be between him and Joseph Martinez right now. Yeah. Um, man, I, mean, I have to see the lineup. Yeah, I have yeah. to see the lineup before I make a call. I also think I could go Carlos Vela very easily. I mean, it seems like he's it's El Trafico, so he's going to step up. Because that just seems to be what he's... I mean, he is that kind of the talisman for that team. And I think he's... I mean, he's going to pull through in a big game. And honestly, it doesn't even matter if he's motivated. The Galaxy are so bad. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I feel like if you go that route, that might be... uh, No one's going to captain him after last week. Yeah, after last week, kind of in the same boat as Valeri. Like, I think people are going to be off in this week. So I think you're going to see, like, BWP, Joseph... And maybe like a um, Jibri Ibrahimovic or or a, um, up top, I think you're going to see or a Sporting Kansas City guy like next to those two. So yeah, I think Vela is probably going to be the odd man out. I, don't, I mean, I don't mind throwing that differential captain out there. Yeah, Vela is also cheaper than most of those guys. Yep. There All right, is. this is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough week because I want to load up on midfield and attack, but the my head is telling me that. You know, if you hit on these clean sheets, which I think are kind of not obvious, but there's there's some definite like games to pick from, and if you invest in those, and then you can find cheap attackers in these good matchups, that might be the the optimal route. Yeah, I agree. I it's gonna be tricky, but there's actually, I mean, there's really a ton of ways to build a lineup, and I can't say any of them are wrong this week. There's a this is definitely not a straightforward week, if you ask me. And it's purely because of salary limitations, not because the games are wide open. Right, and you and you've got to somehow figure out which four Red Bulls are the right ones to pick. Yeah, if only we had our uh, our expert Andrew here to guide us through it all. That's right. But instead, he's on vacation. Yeah, maybe he'll be back next week to uh, to steer the ship again. But um, until he did then... want he did want to mention that he had the highest score out of all three of us last week, right? Oh yeah, he was sure to point that out. How do we for how do we forget to give him a shout out at the beginning for that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we worked it in at the end. If anybody's still listening, Andrew, we made sure that everyone stopped listening before we said it. Yep, Andrew took the trophy this past week. So, but yeah, next week we got another big one week out of twenty five. Andrew won. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, well, guys, if we're back on the podcast next week after that, um, we're. Uh, Looks like next week we start again on Wednesday, and it's pretty big DGW, so should be back. Um, <sighs> back at another it. Another one. Another, another early one, week. No rest another weary. I'll have to get to my rankings quicker. Sorry if for all those who were waiting on the podcast and the rankings, but um, yeah, Bazo fan over on uh, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, I I don't get fooled as easy, easily as some of the people in the the RotoWire slack group that you you've pulled pranks on yeah man it's, i gotta have some fun with it here 
<laughs> no, I liked it. But yeah, guys, some of the thanks. other ones have been better, but we can't talk about them on the podcast. No, you gotta you gotta join the Rotowire Slack chat for that. So. <laughs> All right, well, good luck, everybody. Yep, good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.